welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Tuesday, March the 8th. Whenever you are listening to this, wherever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace today. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's beauty and God's goodness surrounding you. Thanks for being present with me, my friends, and breaking open God's word with me. Uh, We are going to stay in Matthew's gospel today. Now, you remember yesterday, we uh, had that wonderful reading from uh, Matthew chapter 25, where we get our corporal works of mercy from, right? Uh, the, the story where Jesus uh, gives the parable of the sheep and the goats. Well, today we're going to go much earlier. We're going to dive back into Matthew chapter 6. And if you recall, Matthew chapter 6 is in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount. So that's only found in Matthew, Sermon on the Mount. Luke has a a similar teaching. Uh, It only takes up about one chapter. It's called the Sermon on the Plain in Luke's Gospel. Mark and John have no equivalent. Matthew, it takes up three chapters, chapters 5, 6, and 7. starts with the Beatitudes. But here in the midst of it, and this is why it's the heart, we heard part of it, uh, of that heart, uh, on Ash Wednesday, so uh, six days ago. But you'll notice, if you looked at it, we read on Ash Wednesday, Matthew 1 through 6, and then we jumped to 16 to 18. It takes out a piece in the middle. That's the piece we're going to hear today, the part that's taken out in the middle. Not because it's lesser, but because the point of Ash Wednesday was trying to make, it makes more clearly by taking this section out. But again, this is the heart of the Sermon on the Mount, which many may say is the heart of Matthew's gospel. So this is good stuff. If you'd like to follow along, we are going to look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 7 to 15. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So why on earth would you take this section out, right, of of that gospel last week? Because it's so good. Again, remember, trying to make different points. So Ash Wednesday is saying, you know, um, the three-pronged approach to Lent is fasting, uh, prayer, and almsgiving. And he's saying, you know, the trap that you can fall into, of course, is doing it for others to see. And then Jesus uses the example 
with, uh, with first almsgiving and then with prayer. And then it goes further into prayer here. But then it does, if we kept going, if I were to keep reading after uh, this, this gospel finishes, it would go into the fasting part. So really, he's still making a point about prayer. But the point of this reading isn't just don't do it so other people may see you. What he's inviting us into now is to allow prayer to have that ability to change us. Prayer, my friends, brings us into communion. I mean, to me, it is the tool, the tool. Uh, I mean, you can read all the books you want. You can, you can go uh, on, uh, on whatever pilgrimages you want to do and take whatever retreats you want to do. That's great. In fact, I, I promote all those things. But the things that make those other tools sharp, that, that flows through your pilgrimage or through your retreat or undergirds the book that you read or the practices we do, is the prayer. It is the connecting marrow, umbilical cord to God, because that's what prayer does. Remember that I I mentioned this, what, a week or two ago? I, I don't remember which one it was, but when we were reading out of James, so it had to be before Lent came. And, uh, and James uses that wonderful phrase. He says, you say you believe in God. You do well, fine, good, good for you, he's basically saying. Even the demons believe in God, uh, you know, and it, and it doesn't do a thing for them. Meaning, all this knowledge that we gain about God, that's great, that's fine, but does it change who we are? Because if it doesn't, it's worthless. The demons believe in God. They know there's a God. It doesn't change them from, from what they're doing and what they're about. But prayer does. Prayer invites us into the heart of God. It not only invites God into our heart, my friends, revelation, God's already there. How great is that? I mean, really think about that. God's already there. But it invites us into the heart of God. And and what he's doing here, again, what he's doing is far beyond what I have any idea of what he's doing, and, and certainly more than anything I'm going to be able to say in a, in a podcast. But um, one sense of what he's doing here is he's inviting us not, well, two things I'll say. One is don't treat God like God is somebody we have to beg, like, like God is somebody who doesn't want to give us already what is best for us. I mean, what image of God is that, brothers and sisters? That image of God that says, oh, please, please, mommy, please, daddy, please, loving parent, please, oh, I, I'll be so good, or I, you know, I'll, I'll do what you need me to do, or oh, this will make my life complete, and you know that, and then I'll be better, or what? He's saying, stop it. Stop it, one, because God already knows. And two, is God somebody that needs to be cajoled? In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. As if length of words and phrases 
length and breadth and height and depth of my prayer will allow God to hear me. Then you know who my, what my focus is on, brothers and sisters, when I'm praying? It's on me. My focus is on me. On how good can I make this prayer sound? Because I got to make it sound good. It's got to be long. It's got to be in depth. It's got to be beautiful. It's got to be, you know, flowery and all those good things. And then God will accept it. And what Jesus is saying is throw that out. Because that's not who God is. God is more on your side than you are on your side. Take, I mean, take that in for a moment. Because if it's true, and it is, it changes everything. God is more on your side than you are on your side. That's how much our God is with us and loves us and desires what is good for us. Which is why, brothers and sisters, the more we make prayer about us, the more we're going to miss the point. Because we don't know what is good for us, but God does. Which is why God invites us to put God at the very center of who we are. And he gives us the Lord's Prayer to remind us of that every time we pray it. I'm not going to, I mean, we could spend an hour or more on the Lord's Prayer and again, just be scratching the surface. So how am I going to do it with only, you know, seven minutes left or whatever? So I'm not going to try. But the essence of, of what the Lord's Prayer is, is saying, and, and really, maybe my friends, the essence of the spiritual journey um, is, am I about myself today or am I about God? I've used this quote before. It's not mine, but I know I've used it before. The essence of the spiritual journey, brothers and sisters, is to know and to realize and to accept and to embrace that your life and my life are not about us. Because when we think they're about us, when we think my life is about me, I'm going to put me at the center of that life in, in whatever varying forms that looks like. And what spiritual practice reminds me, what prayer reminds me, when I can go into the heart of God and not babble and not uh, cajole God for what I think I need, but I can sit there in silence and allow God to embrace me and allow God through that embrace to help form me into what God needs me to be on this earth. That's a different story, right? One is trying to change God because I'm at the center of that and I need God to rotate around me. One places God there and it says, Lord, change me in how I rotate around. I mean, take a look again in just a, a thumbnail sketches here. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. May your name be kept the sacred in my life. May your name be kept central. May your name be the ground, not just your name, God. I mean, your very being, your essence, your practice, your, your, your uh, values, your, your life. Our Father who art in heaven, may everything you are about be central to who I am. May it be the holy, the sacred thing in my life. Your kingdom come, not mine. Your will be done, not mine, on this earth as it is in heaven. Right away, the first half of this prayer, brothers and sisters, grounds us in Let's remember what's central. Let's remember what's the ground. Let's remember what is sacred. Let's remember who revolves around whom. 
Hmm? Right? I mean, this is what we're talking about. Again, none of this is new to you. I know that. But it's good for us to remember, isn't it? I think of my friend, uh, Bishop Skelba. We become what we remember. And it's good for us to remember. Okay, so now comes the petitioning part. And, and it's okay to petition. But he does it bre- in, in <clears throat> brevity. Not, not in, in length of words. Not, you know, God needs to be uh, convinced. But basically, give us this day our daily bread. Give us, Lord, this day what we need. Maybe it's wisdom to know where to go. Maybe it's strength uh, when you've given me the way to go to walk that way. Maybe it's desire, because right now I know the right things to do, but I don't feel like doing them. Maybe it's patience. Maybe it's hope, you know, in the midst of what seems like a a despairing day. Uh, Maybe it literally is food, because we need that. Maybe it's companionship. Maybe it's mercy and forgiveness that I give to myself uh, or that I need from another person to be that face of God for me. Whatever it is, give me this day, Lord, that which I need. Uh, And forgive us, Lord, our trespasses. Brothers and sisters, we got them. We know we have them. And if we don't think we do, I don't think we're doing the interior work we need to be doing. Forgive us, Lord, our trespasses. And that same grace, Lord, that same that same pattern, help me just to participate in it. Because I can't ask something of you and not participate in it and allow that to work through me so other others can experience it as well. Because if I stop that, uh, I am taking myself outside of the circle. I'm taking myself outside of the flow. And I'm putting myself outside of the proximity is that the right word? I'm not sure it is. I'm, I'm putting myself outside the work of God. And I'm stopping it. The flow of God is, Lord, as your grace consumes me, may I give it away as freely as you gave it to me so it can consume others. And by the way, be good to yourselves. I always add another line in there, even though I think it's it's inferred, implied. I'm not sure which is the right word. I'll, I, 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 I think it's inferred within um, that forgive yourself too, okay? Forgive yourself. You're not perfect. And that's okay. God didn't make you that way. Learn from them. Allow them to make you more humble. And me too, by the way. And, uh, and embrace that. Because I think it helps us be more compassionate and empathetic with other people the more we embrace that about us too so it's jagged edges we don't like to be vulnerable and show them to other people but they're there Uh, and lead us not into temptation i love how francis is even talking about saying hey you know remember again this this gives perhaps a poor image of god like it is god who leads us into temptation but francis is saying hey maybe we need to rethink these words and say you know, a quick or, or truer to, to what the translation would be, which is be with us on those moments when we are in temptation and deliver us from evil. Makes it a bit more of a flow at the end. Last thing I'll say, or at least the last focus, the end here. If you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. If you do not forgive them, neither will your Father forgive you. I mean, again, it's talking about that flow. It's saying, listen, don't ask for something you're not willing to freely give. Um, because if you take on my grace and say, it's going to stop there, you're going to burst. 
you're, I mean, it, it, like a dam would burst, right? Because the water is going to keep rising. We are invited, brothers and sisters, to be in the flow. How do we get in that flow? How do we get into the heart of God? Prayer. It's the essence of who, of, of our tool to, to open ourselves and to become new and to allow God in God's great goodness to help us fall further in love with him, to know him more, if, if I can say that. No, not just with my head, by the way, but with my very being. You know, I think of that uh, gospel, or not gospel, the, the verse in Jeremiah. This is Jeremiah chapter 20, when Jeremiah is very angry at God. And he basically says, you duped me, O Lord, and I allowed myself to be duped. You know, uh, you were too strong for me and you prevailed all day long. I'm an object of laughter. Everyone mocks me. Why? Because whenever I speak, I must cry out violence and outrage. The word of the Lord has brought me reproach and derision all day long. So he's laying his case before God saying, I'm so angry at you. Uh, and here's why I'm angry. I'm an outcast. All I'm doing is trying to tell them the word of the Lord. And they don't want to hear it because it's, it's violence to them. It means they have to change. So they mock me and they, they beat me and they chase me and throw me into cisterns, right? But then here's the verse that I wanted to to connect it to the gospel. And, and I mean, this is just so good. I say I will not mention him. This is, this is Jeremiah speaking now in the midst of his anger. I say I will not mention God. I will no longer speak God's name. But then it is, it is as if fire is burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. I grow weary holding back. I cannot. That's it, brothers and sisters. If we try to, to limit grace and say, it's about me and I'm going to hold it in, we're going to get weary. Because God, God's grace is bigger than anything that we're going to use to try to hold it in. God's grace is, so, is free and it's bigger than us and it's about more than us. And if we are going to be in the flow of God, we need to allow God to flow through us. Last thing I'll, I'll say, I know I said before it was the last thing, but this is the same point. Remember how I said yesterday, the first reading and the second reading, they often, uh, you know, kind of, uh, there's, there's a thread that runs through them. Oh, this is Isaiah 55 is our first reading today, and it's so good. Uh, we hear it every uh, Easter vigil, right? At least most Easter vigils. Thus says the Lord, this is Isaiah 55, just as from heaven the rain and snow come down and do not return there till they have watered the earth, making it fertile and fruitful, giving seed to the one who sows and bread to the one who eats. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but shall do my will, achieving the end for which I sent it. Brothers and sisters, that's the flow. Just as the rain comes down, waters the earth, and returns there, uh, as it is uh, absorbed back into the clouds, right, uh, through steam and, and goes back and the cycle continues. So, brothers and sisters, the grace of God, the word of God, the desire of God, the love of God, the life of God, all those things that we only can open ourselves to through prayer, that they come into us not to, to end there like the rain would end in the earth, but it makes us more fruitful, praise be to God. And then it returns. Well, how? Through other people, watering them and, and making them fertile and fruitful. 
and we give that that same rain that same cycle goes out and 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 it ultimately returns and that same flow continues 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 why would we want to take ourselves outside of that brothers and sisters our prayer is not about us our lives are not about us prayer is the tool that brings us into the very heart of god and forms us in god's image and, and makes us fertile and fruitful. May we continue to open ourselves, not through mere words and many words, but our very hearts and beings, so God may do what God's work is within us that is necessary, and we may freely give it to others and back to God. Let's pray. And so we begin, as we begin all things, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second glorious mystery, am I glorious? Yeah, glorious, uh, the ascension of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we share that grace with one another. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a blessed Tuesday. And thanks for being with me today to break open God's Word. God's peace.